Hey friend, I am so excited to be back here with you and the guys are going to join me in just a second. But before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know about one thing. We have had an influx of listeners and followers who have had a partner come out. So women who are in my situation who have had a partner come out and I am speaking to you for just a quick second before we dive into today's episode. I want to let you know that I am hosting a free workshop on October 5th at 7 p.m., Um, mountain time. And this is specifically for women who have had a partner come out and you are now asking yourself, what now? You probably feel very alone and like nobody else is in this situation. Well, I want you to know that I have gathered a herd of unicorns. Yes, you heard that correctly. A herd of unicorns who are in your same situation. And I call us unicorn herd because we are unique and not many people relate to what we are going through. But you have this herd of women who understand what it is you are going through. At this workshop, I am going to help you find clarity and gain the peace you are looking for as you move forward. And we are going to do this whether you have decided to get divorced or not, or whether you've decided to separate or not. And we are going to do this without asking anyone else to change, without giving up your sense of self as you work through this situation and without needing your friends and family to be on board with the decision you make. I know that all of these are huge, especially that last one, as you work through this situation, that you are trying to figure out what works for you and your family, what feels right for you and your partner, and we are here to help you do that. You can hit pause now and go to our show notes. The link is there for you to sign up. And you can sign up for this free workshop. It is happening October 5th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And this isn't going to be offered again until next year. So be sure to get signed up now so that you can find your herd of unicorns, a group of women who is there to support and love you. And this workshop is going to help you gain the clarity you need now as you move forward. I can't wait to meet you. I am so excited you are here and that you have found some support as you go through this very hard, very real situation. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Here we are together, together, together. (laughs) The red light is on, so that's good. Glad we caught that. It's been a long time since we've been together, guys. It has been. Yeah. Steve was saying that he missed seeing us every week. It's true. I feel a little out of the loop. There was actually like one point of the summer that I thought like, are Matt and Jessica mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we just don't record every week. So I don't see them anymore. So we don't. <laughs> don't see each other or talk to each other. <laughs> They're not avoiding me. I try to invite you over. I know. We come. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> you brought me milkshakes. Brought yeah. milkshakes. Got us a bunch of new... Uh, brought me milkshake, too. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of new Instagram followers from Steve bringing us milkshakes. And a lot of controversy on that post. Crushy. 
Controversy. Yeah. Controversy. <laughs> it's controversy, all. I just wanted to make people feel right at home, me messing up words. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Jessica's already messing up the words. Yes. <laughs> so what have you guys been doing? What's new? We even talked to Steve all summer. Yeah. Where do we even start? Steve got Birkenstocks. Cute, Steve. My first pair. You went with. Not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. It was my first day wearing them. First day wearing them? Yeah. Look at you. Oh, do you have to like oil them and caress them (laughs) and then for like two weeks and then a week and a half, then wear them? Something like that, yeah. Is that right? No, I just haven't actually worn them until today. What the hell? <laughs> it's cold out. Steve turned on the heater. Why? <laughs> we can't turn the heater on during the recording. Just have Steve. It. Yeah. <laughs> He's already got a blanket on him. Okay, so back to my shoes, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Turns gosh. out I have exceptionally long toes. Oh. And therefore, the foot pad and the toe pad on these don't fall in the right spot on my foot, unless I unless I push my feet so far forward that my toes hit the front. So are you gonna? So why did you them? buy these? Yeah. Well, I'm, they said they would like wear and like start to mesh to your better, toes. So we'll see. And what see. if they don't? Then I wasted a hundred and whatever dollars on some new Birkenstocks. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's gonna mesh. I think it's gonna I work out so. for you, Steve. That's what they say. Good luck. Can you wear those when you fly? If I choose to. How's flying going? Good. Let's slow down since I've started working again, but it's good. Good. I enjoy it. Getting closer to my instrument rating. Awesome. I'm doing a cross country tomorrow. Did one last week. Cross country like to Ontario, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> cross country is only 50 miles or more. I don't even know why they call it cross country because it's not very far. That's hilarious. Well, it's yes. like cross country in school is like three and a half miles, right? You mean for <laughs> yeah, yeah for running? <laughs> You're running yes. It's not even not it's not even three and a half miles. It's three point one or it's three kilometers. So it's one point nine miles or something like that. What? Yeah. I could do that. You could. I'm not going to. <laughs> Matt's gonna start competing with the junior high cross country team. Yeah. <laughs> with my own Penny, jersey. Penny quit the team. You could fill her fill her spot. <laughs> Just give me Penny's jersey. Just show up as Penny. <laughs> I'm sad she quit because she looks so cute in that jersey. <laughs> I never saw her in it. I didn't either. Only I was, Steve did. Oh, I yeah, you gone. guys. Where were you? I was in Europe. Matt ah. didn't know she was racing. Oh, nobody told me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we didn't invite you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good race. Matt cute. was feeling out of the loop. He, uh, I was yeah. gone, and he started texting Penny on Saturday, and Penny's like, I think Matt missed me, or like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did leave rather abruptly, so it wasn't like we communicated much amongst us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know, I decided to go to Europe that morning. So I- I get a text at <laughs> 7.10 in the morning because I was at work, and she's like, hey, um, are you good if I go to France today? we had talked about it briefly the night before sure but then it was like i'm serious can we make this happen can you transfer some money into the account so i can purchase this ticket not that i have a hidden account or anything 
which I don't. No, it was just <laughs> we transferred some money around to be able to make it happen. Same day yeah. tickets to Europe cost some money. <laughs> yeah. Less yeah, than I thought it was going oh, to. Oh, I thought you were going to spend like 10 grand or something. I don't no. know how you got them as cheap as you did. They seemed like normal price tickets. But. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, she'd purchased them about 6 or 7 o'clock. Or 8.30. 8.30. I was on a plane by 12.30 yeah. that morning. She didn't even say bye to me. I, <laughs> I didn't have time. She, she said bye to me. <laughs> I, had, I had two hours to pack. I didn't see you. You texted. I texted Matt All too. Right. <laughs> Let him know I'm on the plane. I'm heading to the airport. It was crazy. That was one of the craziest things I've ever done. I was in Europe. Worth it, though. You loved it. It was amazing. I went and saw my brother run this big race that he's been training big. for for More years. More than a 3.5 kilometer. Yes. That, that's cross country. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Ultra he ran, marathon. He ran 100 miles, and I just decided I really wanted to be there to support him. And even, it's interesting because I thought about going like a month before, but financially, we couldn't have done it a month earlier. And then things yeah. changed, and I realized the night before this that we could possibly make this work. And so I texted my sister-in-law. She got back to me in the morning because of the time difference and bought the ticket and went. And it was amazing. I just kept crying the whole time because I couldn't believe I was there. Well, <laughs> and I was really sleep deprived. I was going to say. <laughs> I was incredibly <laughs> was sleep deprived. Just too tired. <laughs> I was so tired. I got there. I didn't hardly slept on the way there. It's like 15 hours, 16 hours. And then I'm up because it's midday. That I, It's morning when I got there. And then I watched him race, run through the night. So we would sleep for a couple hours and then go find him. And it was amazing. Like Super crazy that I got to do that. So, and then I just finished my retreat, my first retreat. Your first retreat. It was, it was so, so cool. good. Yeah, Stephen. Parts Matt... of it that we participated in <laughs> yeah. were the best parts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Matt came at the end, and we did a podcast recording, a Q and A with the ladies that were there. My point was, those are the only parts of it I got to see. <laughs> So I can attest to how good those were. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Steve. No, I think it went really well, and I'm planning to do another one probably in the spring. Yeah, those ladies were amazing. They were such great. It was such a great group of women. The people that came to like present were amazing. The masseuses were amazing. It just really came together, and I am so grateful. I just love that they all came to Pride Fest with me at the end. Well, three of them. Three of the them. three that were three. left came to yes. Pride Fest with Steve and had the time of their lives. They're like, yeah, we'll stop by for an hour. They stayed all day. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they there for like six hours six or hours. something? It was so fun. Yeah. I kept getting texts from them and from Steve, like, this is so much fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, was. I'm so glad. We loved it. It was an appropriate ending for, for that specific group of women. So those three women had all were all women that had had a partner come out, and it was their first time going to Pride. And I think it was just kind of a healing time to do it on their uh, own timetable, on their own, but like in this group of women that knew- yeah. What they were going through and similar feelings. And, and I just cool. loved like connecting them with people that I knew they would just get little gems of wisdom from just, yeah. I mean, that's how it came up is when I, one of them was talking about like, how do I even meet people that are any, well, that was... have any understanding of this situation I'm going through? And I was like, she's like, are there even people out there like that? And I'm like, yes. There are tons of them, and they are all at Pride Fest right now. So come with me as soon as we're done here, and I'll introduce you to them. 
What a yeah, cool opportunity. It was. So yeah. Uh, it was so funny though, introducing him to people there and uh it almost just became like this laughable thing, which I was glad that they could laugh about it of me introducing them to people. Hey, these are my three friends. It's their first pride. They're here because their husbands just came out. <laughs> and then we would all just kind of wait for whatever their reaction was. <laughs> but I loved it. The ladies just like got such a kick out of how people reacted to that introduction. I still get a kick out of because I went to pride for a little bit with you the next day mm-hmm. after that. And getting a kick out of people when you introduce me as this is my ex-wife. This mm-hmm. is my daughter. This is my boyfriend. And it's always funny to see how people react or interesting to see the different reactions and like watch people process that in real time. Right. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. But we make it work. So that was my favorite part of your retreat was (laughs) getting to take some of them to pride. Well, it worked out great. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So I guess that leads us into what you're getting today for our recording. Steve and Matt, like I said, came and we did a QA and a with the ladies at the retreat And we are going to let you guys dive into that and hear that today. I think it was pretty powerful. There were lots of tears. Yeah. (laughs) In good ways of just those realizations and learning new things and gaining understanding and all of that. Yeah. So here you you go. All you ladies were all emotional already from your days of retreat. Yeah. I was all emotional from pride. And I was just Matt was just... (laughs) (laughs) I was so tired. Which is funny. You would not have guessed that either of you were as tired as you were. Or me. We were all tired. But <laughs> <Yeah>. man, <laughs> <laughs> you guys brought some some great wisdom and insight into this conversation for sure. That's why I didn't go to Pride that next day. You were too tired? I was tired. <laughs> I was tired too, but I was like, Exhaust- I need to just make an appearance. Exhausted from all the wisdom you Yeah, Yeah, you exuberated. exuberated. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, here you go. Here is the recording, the Q&A from The Retreat. Hope you enjoy. Today, we are at the Boldly You Retreat. We are just ending it. It's been a fabulous few days with an amazing group of women, and I have truly loved being here. I'm not going to cry this time. I already cried earlier talking about how wonderful it's been. And we decided to have a Q&A with these women. So Steve and I and Matt are here together, and we are going to let them ask us questions. I forgot the mic to give them, so we'll just repeat the questions and then uh, answer them. I think it's a good group. Some of them here are unicorns, so they have had a partner come out. I know it's a good group. I just don't think it. I know it. (laughs) Did I say thing? Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the clarity there. (laughs) So what is a unicorn? So a unicorn is somebody that has had a partner come out. So some of these women have, other women are here for other reasons, and it's been amazing to all come together and share in that experience. But I figured, yeah, you're all in similar or different but similar situations, and it's fun to hear all of the stories. So does anybody have a question offhand? This is like the most intimate recording to, to we have ever off. done. Yeah. How did you get to this point? <laughs> this, this is this is how. So the this question. is coming from the one who said, "I want to just skip it all and get to this point." <laughs> yeah. How do we do that? How do and we get I'm, to and this? And I said, point? "You can't skip it. You gotta." You gotta I said she can skip it. it, and Matt said, "Yeah, you can skip." We'll it. give her the cliff notes. <laughs> I want to do that. Okay. Therapy immediately. Don't wait. 
No, what? that's the thing though, is it doesn't matter. Like there's a timeline set for you and your situation and it's going to work out if you have the intention, if you have the desire to get to this point, you're going to get there when, when the time is right for you. And I think what got us to this point is the tears and the hard times and all of those things because it connected us. I would say what got us to this point is truly the mutual understanding between Steve and Jessica, Jessica and Steve, Steve and me, me and Steve, Jessica and me, <laughs> me and Jessica. Like there, there are only three of us. Yeah, but 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 exponentially, like it has to have mutual understanding between all of us, knowing that we all have our own lives, we all have our own differences, we all have our own similarities. We all like there's so many dynamics here, but we have to have the open mind of a mutual understanding of, hey, Steve is this way, Matt is this way, Jessica is this way, and and it has to have that mutual understanding. And I'm trying to think of what kicked that off for us, like what started that ball rolling in that direction. And I think... Well, when I was a wee little child at <laughs> five years old, <laughs> I don't know exactly what the starting point would be, but with any relationship, it morphs into what you need it to be. Did you have someone, a starting point? Someone you has to lead. Someone has to start it out and lead it that way. And I'm a leader. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> You're a leader. You can make it happen. And we, I guess we should say this question is from one of the unicorns. Am I right? So you had a partner who came out. Is that right? Do you guys have kids together? Okay. So by this point, what you're saying is the point of having a good relationship with your ex and a good co-parenting relationship. Oh, we're still married. You are? We are. Okay. We don't sleep in the same bed. We're, we're, we're brand new. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's why we want to skip. <laughs> we want to skip. Uh. <laughs> we the others. Can I ask what you guys' plans are? Stay together? We know it will change. Okay. We do know that there needs to be separation. Mm -hmm. So let me flip this, okay? Steve, do you, did you know what your plans were? Um, three weeks into your coming out? I sure as heck did not. <laughs> so, I'm not sure I knew uh, what my plans were three weeks after. <laughs> <laughs> or your plan was three weeks ago. Yes. It's been about nine months. Okay. But that's right. still fresh. It's still fresh. Okay. We don't yeah. know. We don't have any plans to divorce, but we know that we're going to want probably new partnerships, but we don't want to leave each other either. Well, I have high hopes for you because of the fact that you are here. And clearly... I guess my, my point with where I was going to go with this is that someone has to start it out of this is what we, this is the approach we want to take. Continue to love each other, continue to support each other, help each other find a new path that is a good fit for each of us. Re, don't end the relationship. Don't consider it a failure. Don't regret it all. Just redesign it. I, I think revamp what revamp it. I think what Jessica and Steve did really well at the beginning is they they I think Jessica came up with this list of negotiables and non-negotiables and basically laid it out for Steve of here this is what I'm willing to do and this is what I'm not willing to do kind of a thing. And then Steve kind of came up with his list of things yeah. that were, you know, that he wanted and that he envisioned and we meshed the list of this is how we hope to make this work. And that list continues to mesh. It does. <laughs> For sure. I, the amount of love and support of me finding 
a new way of life that was a fit for me and that was healthy for me was overwhelming. Like, I just, like, knowing that she wanted me to actually find a way to move on and be happy and be healthy was, that was very motivating for me to reciprocate that, to not just walk away and be done with the marriage, but to help her find a way to move on beyond this and not let it ruin her life, which I was very worried it would. And had people telling me it would. But I think right off the bat, Jessica's show of support for me in my new path made me want to show her the same support in her new path. And I think that that was probably what was the key for us was that neither of us ever stopped caring about the other one's well-being and happiness and their place in life moving forward. And I think it was the same with Matt coming into the picture. Matt very seamlessly joined this weird situation. <laughs> and, <laughs> and very, very quickly got on board with, hey, we're people, we're, we're people who support each other. People loving people is something yeah. Matt says all the time. And that's what he brought to the table from the get-go was I, you know, Steve is in Jessica's life. I'm now in Jessica's life. I'm in Steve's life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I want to make sure, like along with this, there were a lot of mess ups and there are times that we get pissed at each other and that we get angry and all of those things. Like those things still happen, but we're willing to talk about it and work through it. Yeah, I would I, I would like to know what your definition of pissed is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> but yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we become frustrated with each other each sometimes. Other. Yeah. Mostly with Matt, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess my, getting back to your question, my bit of advice is just for you to model the way for your partner. Be for your partner what you want them to be for you. Loving, supporting, concerned, compassionate still have their back. Whatever uh, it is you're looking for mm -hmm. and hope Still for hang on to the parts of them that you love and enjoy. Continue to do the things that do work for you and let go of the things that don't and find a way to do that without, without housing resentment and bitterness or heartbreak around it. Easier said than done. Jessica is the one who can <laughs> coach on that, not me, but yeah. Yeah. There, there was a conversation that I had this last week with one of one of my employees, and she was complaining about something. I said, hey, you can get through anything with an attitude of gratitude, topped with love, right? You can get through anything. If you really search and, and start looking for those things that you are grateful for within your relationships, within any type of relationship, you can get through anything. So, And then you top that on with you know, truly loving somebody. You can get through anything. And that somebody can be yourself. Yep. And ideally is yourself and then... First. Whoever else is in there with you. Yeah. Other questions? What's something that we love about our life now that wasn't part of our life that we envisioned before? Good job repeating that. I thought Did you were going to answer it. And no. I was like, wait a second. Did we do that with the first question? We got it in there. <laughs> yeah, I we made got it sure in you, ki you kind of got there in got that. It. So yeah, we're good. And they might be able to hear some of this. I don't know. We'll see. Something that I love about my life. Do you guys have something or you want me to go? No, I want to hear yours. Yeah, let's go. I have go something. For it. I want to hear yours. <laughs> 
Um, one of the things that there are a couple of things that come to mind. I honestly love having both of these men in my life. Like it gives me a different perspective in all aspects of my life than I ever thought I would have had. And they both support me in different ways. So I feel like I have like these two cheerleaders all the time. And I never would have imagined that. Like there's no way if you told me I was going to get divorced that I would have thought I would have two men that still love and support me. And my dad. <laughs> I have I have lots of men that love and support me, but specifically these two who know me so well. And then the other thing that I really love is the fact, and this is going to sound weird, but the fact that I get time away from Penny where I know she's safe and in a good place, but also it makes me cherish my time with Penny in a way that I don't know if I would have if I didn't know I don't get her all the time. So it's made me way more aware of how I show up when she is in my home. And I love that. Like I cherish that I'm more intentional with my time with my daughter. So, and maybe that's like the ever optimist in me looking at the positive side of things, but it is genuinely a gift that I feel I've been given. One of the things that I that comes to my mind is the fact that I truly do love all relationships. I, I love people. I know I come off as like a very introverted person, which I am, but I love people. I, I love being around people. And and one of the things that I've learned to love is the fact that there's like, just by marrying Jessica, I doubled the number of people that are in my family, right? And then uh, having a relationship with Steve, again, I tripled the number of relationships that I have instantly, you know, and not only relationships with Steve and his family and, you know, my continued relationship into his his family, but also his friends and his boyfriend, his like, it just trickles and, and it just gives that opportunity for for more relationships. I always tell my kids one of the benefits. So I served a mission in Guatemala. I learned Spanish. And one of the benefits of learning Spanish or another language is the fact that you get to open up more relationships and more friendships with that learned language. And again, this is a learned language. Having a learned relationship language with Jessica, a learned language relationship with Steve now just opens up more relationships and brings me closer to people. I can think of lots of things that I like about my life now that I would not have experienced under different circumstances. One of which is a chance for me to just authentically, to, to live authentically. When I came out, when Jessica and I split, it was, I kind of had to start over and figure out who the heck am I and what I want out of life and what do I enjoy in life. And I just really enjoy feeling like a whole authentic version of myself. And I like being gay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sides of the additions to my life that have come from from that, whether they actually are directly related to being attracted to the same gender and relationships there or whether they are things that just kind of come with gay culture and gay friendships and gay some of its stereotypical or whatever style and interests and whatever but it is very much added a fun full yeah what steve is saying he likes to wear heels <laughs> And I can't anymore. And oh, I know. Of your foot. Yes, I have foot <laughs> problems, and that literally oh, was a contributing factor. <laughs> and it's Pride Weekend, and I have the perfect outfit that would go so good with my my heels. Gonna have to wear like, flats. Yeah. 
Thanks for bringing up a sore subject, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah. Other things I like. I really like that it has expanded our daughter's upbringing. I was so worried about how this would damage her in the long run. And it has done just the opposite, I feel. It has... I, it has given me a surety that she will not be, she's not going to be the result of the path she was put on in life. She is going to be a result of what she chooses to be. She has seen so many different ways of life, so many different ways to be happy and healthy and uh, so many different kinds of relationships and just a lot of exposure, enough exposure that I know that she can pick and choose the parts of life that she wants for herself. And that's what I want for my daughter is for her to be exactly who she wants to be not to be the result of some path that she found herself on, not of her own choosing. Of what she's told she should do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what was my third? I had a third. Oh, Steve. Throwing him out there. Oh, I liked that it was kind of a... I was 29 when I came out, and it was kind of a uh, catalyst for people in my life to make it known where they stand with me. Not that I asked that of anyone, but just a big life change can spur people to either fade to the background or turn and run or voice exactly how they feel about you and their support and love for you. And and it just, it very much clarified a lot of relationships for me. And I value that. It was a nice chance to straight up hear from people, where do you and I stand? And if we were just kind of hovering along in a relationship... Chances are that one wasn't going to last. Like, it let me know who really cared and who loved and who wanted to stick around. So, all good things. It you is know. hard. I was going to say, I know some of you have expressed those feelings of the things you're going through, of really that determining of relationships. And it's a hard thing to go to. I was sharing with him earlier is my gay friends are having the hardest time with him. I'm like, I thought that would be his, his supporter, his safe place. Yeah. Is that because they feel a need to pick sides and be on your side? Yes. Okay. And we don't want that. Yeah. We're both friends. We're all friends. Yeah. I found that some people just needed time to know that I was okay, and then they could love Steve and support Steve, but they did want to make sure that I was okay. Yeah. That's not all bad. No. Uh -uh. And that might be something that you can coach a little bit on of, hey, like... I so appreciate you being yeah. here for me and having my back in this scenario that was not of my doing that I have now found myself in. But also, like, let him know that you're okay with and support them continuing to be in his life and and helping him find his way. And they'll see that from you if that's what you're doing. They'll, they'll follow your lead. I'm just, I'm just leading everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just <can't wait. laughs> I, if I can give an example... Kathy, in our scenario, clearly Kathy is Team Jessica. (laughs) And if there was anyone who deserved to hate me or cut me out of their life or be angry with me, it was Kathy. And she didn't. She very much Maybe for a day. Yeah, maybe for a while. (laughs) A little bit. I don't know. I don't know. It was that moment in Walmart with the damn colander. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> yeah, you better share the story now. I'm sure we've shared it before. At least I feel like we have. When Probably not. It was, we needed, I needed some things that, house, we, house stuff. We had split things and there were things I needed to pick up and, and we she, were. She had a very, very small moving yeah, cubby to yes. take her things and to move back to Idaho. <laughs> so I had this little, yeah, I needed to pick stuff up. And we're in Walmart standing in the aisle and I'm picking out a strainer. And my mom just got pissed. <laughs> she was so mad. And it is like you'd never know when the anger is going to come out. And it's okay for the anger to come out. And it's usually at random moments. Maybe I a just, strainer. I remember getting so mad that I needed to buy a strainer. <laughs> I was mad. Why didn't you take it? I don't need a strainer. <laughs> yeah. I probably still have it if you want it back. I have not I have used it. Three of them. I'm good. <laughs> But Kathy very, very quickly came around to, and I vividly remember the moment in your front yard of you telling me, I'm just so glad we all still love each other. And that meant so much to me because I shed tears. I also vividly remember like sobbing specifically over the fact that I was going to lose not only Jessica, but also Craig and Kathy. I was riding my bike. I was out on a bike ride through Oklahoma City and like just cried tears <laughs> at the thought of losing you and Craig. So You don't but, have to be sorry for that, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, but also part of that yeah. was Jessica very much made it clear that she's supporting me, she's loving me, they are welcome to do the same and model the way there. And I probably, probably would have done it anyway, but I very much think Jessica... I don't, I don't remember a time that we ever felt yeah. that we were. You know, I mean, yeah. except for the moment of the call and those moments are allowed. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was never a plan or a feeling of... Yeah. Well, thank you for that, because I feared it absolutely would be. So thank you, you for proving me wrong. I was just going to say, instead of losing Craig and Kathy... He kept Craig and Kathy and also gained Alan and Jan. (laughs) (laughs) Matt's parents. (laughs) There's another aspect that I really like about life now that I did not expect is as soon as they got married, Penny now had twice as many people in her life who adore her and love her. And so did I. Literally, I got a Christmas present from Jan and Al. Yeah. Multi-tool flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds about right. All the time. <laughs> I think Steve's been to more movies with my parents than I have. I think that might be true, too. <laughs> We've only been to one. It's exactly. still true. <laughs> but I was... What led up to that? I don't even remember. I was at you, you guys' Penny. house yeah. to pick up Penny. And... You were watching... Jan and Al were late picking up Sarah. And you were like, hey, would you mind just sticking around for half an hour till they come to get Sarah to go to a movie? So they come and we chat for a minute and they're like, hey, we're headed to this movie. If you and Penny want to come along, just... And I'm like, oh, we've been wanting to see that. Sure. (laughs) So me and Penny and Sarah and Jen and Al went to a movie. (laughs) It's awesome. It was nice. I've I've appreciated your parents from the get-go. They've always been very sweet to me. I have a question. Yes. It might require a bit of background. I knew Kent was gay when I married him. It wasn't actually said, but felt very much that you'll do all the things... All work through LDS. Okay. And now, after journey into manhood and counseling, it's not working, but he's desperately trying to hold on hmm. um, because it's scary. 
And so I was the one to step away. Mm-hmm. And then, so there's a couple things here. In my stepping away, I started to question a lot of things about the church and how it was set up. It, it set us up poorly. And he's finding that he's been forced to travel that journey and in some ways been forced to travel the journey of investigating how gay is he. Mm. And I feel a measure of guilt for that. And also just, I guess the question is, how could other people, especially within a high-demand religion, uh, give that grace to people as we're both navigating really unknown spaces for ourselves? So how do you navigate issues about the church, about discovering who you are, about your own thoughts and feelings when you've been raised in a church that has given you a path and now you're not sure how that path looks? And then I'll be honest too, I'm not even sure. Like he says that I just want to be a part of the Rainbow family because I think they're so cool. (laughs) But I actually think I might be more ace, specifically Demi. And now I'm like 47 trying to figure this out and feeling super lost and yeah, not feeling like there's any community. I can sit in and find support from. Are you wanting a community that has support in the church so that you can find support as an LGBTQ individual as well as support in the church or as you are transitioning out of the church to discover what your true sexuality is? Um, I'm wanting support. I'm just wanting support. Okay. I don't think, I think it'd be a miracle to find that support. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you your people are out there. There are people of so many different combinations of so many different aspects that you've experienced. How you find them, that I don't know. But keep looking. Put yourself out there and keep looking and meet new people. And I'm constantly amazed at Pride Fest how, you know, I thought it was gay or straight. There is so much more than that. And I still am amazed at the people I've been meeting where I'm just like, you live a life that I did not even consider that people live and cha- you've faced challenges that I didn't even, that I've never experienced and that I didn't even think about. So yeah, just keep looking, find your people. I'm not moving past that whole high demand religion thing. Cause I realize there's a lot of internalized shame and I know like counseling, I need to be counseling, but um, moving through some of that. It took me years and years and years to do that. And I still struggle a little bit with letting go of some of the deep, deep rooted beliefs that I had about myself or that I had about what life should look like. And I just have to ask myself in those moments, where is this stemming from? Is this from my mind or is this from my heart? Is this how I really feel? Or is this just a lingering thought pattern that I was taught and that is still hanging on there? Is it your voice? Or is it the voice of somebody else? Like we're identifying right. those voices that are they're talking to us. Did you have something, Matt? Well, one of the things that, I mean, because I am a member of the church and I, I still am and I plan to be for the rest of my life forever, right? And I always step back and because my true belief is that my God, who I believe in, my older brother, Jesus Christ, Like if I were to sit in a room with them and Steve, they would completely love Steve no matter what, right? And and I truly believe that. And I have, 
I try to step back and say, hey, how would Jesus Christ truly treat this person that I deeply love in this world, whether it be myself or somebody else? And the answer that always goes through my head is, is with love. No matter what, he will put his arms around us and love us no matter what. And that's where I have to try and figure out for my own like sake of what is the church and how has the church been built and what are the theories of men that have been built into the church and what is truly the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Because I truly believe that those are can be and are two different things. The church is a, an organization here on earth Right, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is also here on earth, but is for eternity. That's my personal belief, right? And so that's what I tried to step back and ask myself is how would the God that I believe in treat this individual or treat myself? Right? I love that that is your approach, Matt. And I see it. Like Matt and I believe different things as far as religion goes and as far as God goes. Your your God looks different than the way I envision my right. God. And you have never let that interfere with treating me with love and respect and kindness. I used to believe in a God that looked the same as yours. Right. I don't now. And a lot of people would struggle with that. And I'm, I find this meaningful today because downtown is full of people who, in the name of Jesus, are saying and doing awful things to people that I love and care about. And I love... And I, I just, Jalen and I were talking and it got to me and, and the fact that these people say they love Jesus, but they are spreading hate. So I love seeing an example of someone who can believe what they believe and only let that encourage them to show love. Right. Flo, have you ever been to a pride festival? Well, you should. Do you want to come? <laughs> if, <laughs> when does your retreat end? After this. Today? Mm-hmm. When do you, are you at local or are you out of town? Are you? When do you? They're here till tomorrow. You guys, do you want to come to Pride with me? <laughs> Any of you. For reals, the festival goes on today and tomorrow. Uh, I was going to say, I can probably even get you VIP passes. Yeah. <laughs> it, you, you, the, the reason you told me you're three days behind on drinking, so come catch up. If you for real are interested, I would love to take you. I'll I'll want to give you a little bit of a little bit of what to expect. It can be yeah. a bit overwhelming if you're if it literally is your first pride. Yeah, and and, and the reason why I brought that up and asked you that question is because when when I went to Pride for the first time, like. I had to click in to an open mind. And I remember as I walked through that crowd of people that it went through my mind that, hey, these are all children of our Heavenly Father, right? And that gave me peace. And so that I would, I would encourage you to go and understand that, hey, this is, these are, in my belief, our children of our Heavenly Father. So it, it really helped me. And they're to, your people. Yeah. You're going to find, I mean, not all of them are going to be, but you will find your people. Yeah. That's why I, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anyone, but that's why I'm not religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, could you, how could anyone hate anyone? 
Yeah. Right. Well, and that's where... It's yeah, not. that's not it's, religion. It is absolutely... I totally get what you mean. But yes. it is often the result of how someone interprets their Instead religion. Instead of bringing us together, it often separates us in unhealthy ways, and we are... Yeah. This is not. This is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's all in yeah. the name of something that we really don't know about. This whole eternity. Yeah. Right. I would think of having a religion to be here for the living. Mm-hmm. We just talked about that. The living here and now, and how we interact with one another. Yep. Mm-hmm. What I love about pride. Sorry, I'm so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> I love the people who come there. To be loved as they are, especially young people. I love, we start setting up on Thursday night and Friday morning, and I love that the first ones there are often these preteens that are hours early for the event that are just so excited (laughs) to have a space where they can come and fly their freak flag, whatever it may be, (laughs) be their authentic self where they can let the outside match the inside and be accepted for it and loved for it and get a little praise and attention for it. And I love that. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting mix at, at Pride Fest. It can be super boisterous. It can, some people are there just to party their asses off. And it's a weird combination of things. But I love the aspect that is, I can be myself here and people will embrace it, which is not what you often get in the rest of Idaho and for the rest of the year. It's just, (laughs) it is. It's not just Idaho. (laughs) It's not. It's just creating safe spaces for people in general. And that's like, I think about this. I'm like, that's what I love about doing this work and having you ladies here at this retreat is just creating a safe space for you to come be who you are. And I'm like, what a great gift to be able to do that on all different levels and all different ways for people to be able to be seen as themselves. That's all we really want is to have our insides and outsides match and feel safe doing so. It's beautiful. Any other questions? Did did we answer yours? Kind of. I feel like there's probably more to it. What what else do you want to know? I don't know. Where does one begin, I don't know, investigating their sexuality? That that just seems so foreign. I think you just have to try stuff. See what jives for you. Um, Do what feels right for you, Flo. You are in this space of trusting your inner voice and embracing that. You are going to know. I firmly believe you are a very self-aware person and you are going to know when the right time is for you and what those experiences are that you need. I firmly believe that, that as you are continuing forward, giving yourself this time, you're going to know those moments. I was trying to find on my phone a quote that I loved the other day, and I can only remember half of it, but in, I couldn't find it. So let me tell you two-thirds of this quote that I love. In religion, we call it the Holy Spirit. In, on the streets, we call it a vibe. And there was a, in something else, we call it a something else. But whatever it is, it's referring to your intuition, your internal voice, whatever it is and however you interpret that, whatever you call those feelings that come only from inside yourself. Follow those. We are bombarded with external input constantly. Shoulds. The voice that is coming from inside, whatever you call it, the spirit, intuition, your gut, a vibe, whatever it is, that is what you follow. And 
it's easier said than done to turn down the volume on all the other things to give this more attention. But that's that's where to start is to just give that more attention and listen to how did this experience actually make me feel, whatever this experience might be. Did it uplift me? Did I enjoy it? Did it bring out a part of me that I like? Did I like who I was in that scenario? And then do more of that. And if it wasn't something that jives for you, pay attention to that. This didn't work for me. I thought it would, but I guess this interaction isn't fulfilling for me. I thought this relationship would be great for me, but it doesn't build me up the way I want it to. And you might surprise yourself with what what it is that really does feel right to you and what it is that helps you be the person you want to be. I guarantee it will surprise you. (laughs) Steve said it might. There will be things that surprise you along the way. That's like, oh my gosh, I had no clue that was something that lights me up. I had no clue that was something that brings me joy. And as far as sexuality goes, my first experience with a man was not, it did not result in the feelings I thought it would, which were disgust, regret. It was shocking to me how I felt so comfortable in my own skin. I didn't like that fact because it didn't match my belief system and it certainly didn't match where I was at in my marriage with Jessica. That was, I, sh- I should not have felt good about cheating on my wife. But on a different level, it was a piece that I did not expect to feel. And to me, that basically it told me, this is a natural fit for you. This is a natural path for you. This is a natural sexual behavior for you. Doesn't mean it was right, given the circumstances, but it does mean it is natural. And that opened the door of me wanting to find what really was a natural fit for myself. Any other questions? I mean, I guess, so I know that he needs to go find his people or like his friends. But he's, he's not, he's not cheated on me. He loves me so much. He said he will never do anything until I'm ready, but I don't want to hold him back. I want him to be able to do that, but how do, how do I get comfortable? And so, I mean, I, I do support him, but just taking that next leap of just him being able to explore is really hard, but I don't want to hold him back anymore. Well, first of all, you don't need to, like, you are entitled to feel comfortable with the pace that things are going and to, to your, your feelings matter just as much as his. Your progress matters just as much as his. So I hope you give them just as much validity. You don't want to hold him back, but also you don't need to push yourself beyond your limits for his sake. I, I hope you recognize that. Yeah. But I'm pretty good at putting control in and, and just saying, no, we're not ready. You know, it's like, okay, eventually I'm going to have to be okay because mm-hmm. he does need to explore that. He has every right to. He's been very respectful. I need to show him that's safe. But that's hard to take that next leap. So how do you do that? There's like a group of people that he's met, um, you know, just online or whatever. And he's like, eventually I would like to meet them in person with your permission. With your permission. They're dads. They're going through the same thing. He just wants to meet people that are going through the same thing. He goes, great, you not to sleep with them just to meet people who he can actually connect with. 
for me, like with you just saying that, I think that's unfair. Like that's that's unfair with your permission by saying your permission, like putting it on you, putting on putting it on you is not fair because it's it's saying that hey if if I do this it's your fault or if I do something you gave me permission so now all of that blame or all of anything that could be blamed in the future is all on you now and so it's not i to me it's not fair to say hey with your permission like obviously there's definitely different circumstances right for example, like a week and a half ago, Jessica says, hey, are you good with me going to Europe? In two hours. In two hours. Like for me, I'm not, I'm never, I try to get myself out of that permission state and just say, hey, if that's what you feel like you want to do, then go for it. Then we'll make it happen. Yeah. And, and so it's like, get yourself out of being the permissor. And say, hey, if that's what you feel like you need to do, then you go for it. Trust your timeline. So, and that's what, I don't know. Just. I don't think you guys, like, I don't think there ever would have been a time that I would have said, I'm ready for that. No. The, and, I'm ready. And, you can go, you can go explore this. And that's why it's not fair. Yeah. And maybe there would have been, but it would have, I don't know, like. I honestly, and my dad always says he feels like there was no other way for Steve right. and I to get to where we are except for the way it happened. And I firmly believe that. And what is happening for you guys is the only way for you guys to get to where you need to be. And so I think that you trust, you tell him like, I, I this isn't what you need to do. This is one idea of you can, you know, embrace that he's going to be honest with you and you're going to trust each other's timelines and that's all you can do. Um, it's going to get uncomfortable and it's going to be hard because the relationship is changing. I mean, Steve having an affair and knowing like what he just said that, I mean, he expressed to me at that time how right it felt to him and how horribly he felt that he was hurting me, but also all of those things that he said. And I sit here listening to that. I'm like, how am I okay listening to this? But also I am totally okay because we've, we've trusted each other's timelines it sucked. It yeah. hurt. But I think that's part of the process of what we're in is that our relationships are bound to change when a partner comes out. And so we just are going to know that there's going to be painful moments as the relationship change changes. But like what you have said is that you guys still have that love for each other and holding on to that and remembering that is was key for us. Yeah. How many times have you said just in the last hour that you're a leader? <laughs> Several, right? So, and and I, my most of my life, I, I have a business, right? And and I I look at leadership skills within my business, and she geeks out about. Leadership. I geeks out about leadership, <laughs> um, and and so one of the things to be a good leader is when somebody comes to you and asks you a question or proposes something to you is you follow that up with a question. And the question is this, well, what would, what would you do um, to solve this problem? Right. And so that's something that you can do is you flip it into a question to the, to him of saying, Hey, well, what is it that you feel will be the best thing to do right now? 
And this actually goes back to some of the things we've been talking about this week of asking ourselves powerful questions and helping, like that's giving that other person permission to ask themselves a question of, oh, yep. when am I ready? Oh, when does this feel right to me? To take ownership of their lives and their choices. I mean, Steve's had to take ownership of what he did and how things played out for us, just as I've tried to take ownership of how I responded and all of those types of things. So we can only take ownership of those. But when we understand like when we want those things or why we're doing them, it helps. Again, I love Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I go back to what his teachings are. And he asks the question, well, how many of you are not sinners? Right? And so it's like, it's again, it's like, <laughs> come on. Like, um, and so we, it, it allows us to recognize and take responsibility for our own, our own actions. actions and our own lives. You, you are going to have to get uncomfortable for you and for your partner to progress. You are going to have to put yourself in some uncomfortable situations. That's but how we grow. when we are and uncomfortable, we grow. Yep. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think that's about all we have time for. This was so cool to have you guys here and have you asking questions. We and love I, it. And I've enjoyed this. Yeah. <laughs> I've missed recording with you guys. It's been, what, four months? It's been a long time. It's been it a has while. been a weird four months. We have like a weekly check-in. and Every week. When we record our episodes and taking the summer off, we haven't had that. And I yeah. feel out of the loop. Steve misses us. I miss you guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you guys, we really hope you enjoyed today's episode and... Because we enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you have questions for us... Did I exuberate? <laughs> <laughs> feel free to submit them to us and we will answer them in an upcoming, upcoming episode. You guys, I'm just messing up words left and right. That's yep. okay. I know it is. I'm totally fine with that. Also, reminder that if you are interested, I have a... Whoa, you guys, a workshop coming up on October 5th. You just told us a webinar. It's a workshop. Did <laughs> she not say webinar? Then she corrected it and said workshop. Oh, what is the difference? <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about in this webinar workshop? Workinar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it is a workshop specifically for women who have had a partner come out. So if you listen to this episode and you were like, oh, my gosh, I need support. I need help figuring out what my life looks like now. This workshop is for you, and I would love to have you join us. It is free. It is happening October 5th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can come ask questions. I am going to teach you the three things that really helped to get me through and that have helped the women that I coach get through this hard time. Matt looks like he has a question. No, I don't. Just... Oh. <laughs> so the link is in our show notes. You can get signed up for the workshop there. October 5th, 2022. That is correct. At what time? 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Cool. Any other thoughts, feelings, impressions? Working our we go. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, guys. We'll, we'll see you next week.